rescue op, save the dinosaurs from an island that's about to explode. What could go wrong? episode we're discussing minute 54 of Fallen Kingdom. Before we get to that, David, heading over to Jurassic-pedia.com for a, a semi-new article that <laughs> did go up last month, but um, one of our uh, contributors, uh, Sickleclaw, managed to, or got to get, got to get, uh, visited Comic-Con this year and uh, got some behind-the-scenes stuff with uh, Mattel, and yeah, he's got an article up here on his uh, adventures <laughs> to Comic-Con. Yeah. So we've already kind of discussed a lot of the Comic Con reveals in our um, in our news minute for the last month, but yeah. So we got we also have some of the images up here as well if you want to see them. Sickle Claw had a great time. It looked like he had a lot of fun because they had like these dioramas and stuff there for the 30th. So like you can sit on the toilet, get your picture taken with the T Rex barging in on you. <laughs> <Rude>. <laughs> And then, of course, we have a picture from the Mattel booth of that um, T-Rex we may probably never get to see, unfortunately. Yeah, he did mention that um, he got to see those gates at the time, just about to be released or revealed. Getting to see that T-Rex in here, up close and personal anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's where, uh, as we mentioned in the last show, that um, Mattel did have the reveal there of the Hammond Collection, Dimetrodon. Yeah, the Dimetrodon um, that's coming as well. Some other sort of stuff, interesting little tidbits as well. Apparently um, they do have some paleontologists working behind the scenes when they're uh, working on toy lines. They don't... Uh, what is that one about? Oh, yeah. Um, they don't work with the actors that they're doing the, the sculpts for, <laughs> which probably shows, but um, the likenesses for the human figures are signed off on which they don't really look like look like the people anyway so not quite sure why that's getting signed off by Universal but the toys never really do no no so yeah good little bit of uh, behind the scenes stuff there again being the, the 30th anniversary of Jurassic they had a decent uh, decent few displays there as well as I said all the interactive stuff and that uh, helped celebrate the uh the anniversary, and that's probably all we're going to see of Jurassic Comic Con for some time, unfortunately. And also some more photos of that uh, that Jada, one eighteenth scale, uh, Ford Explorer two that's coming diecast. Cannot wait, <laughs> cannot wait for that. The whole point of selling the Isla Nublar dinosaur is to finance our future operations here. It's uh, seed money. Call it an, an overture to something much more ambitious. Yeah. Dave, we're only getting a minute 54. Good. Alright, minute 54 of Horn Kingdom opens with Toby Jones, not impressed by Mills, and ends with Mills letting the auctioneer through to lower levels. As we're in minute 53, Toby Jones was not impressed with Mills' auction estimate for the dinosaurs, and frankly, neither were we. <laughs> Mills had <laughs> estimated 4 million per species, but uh, Toby Jones scoffs and tells Mills that 4 million is a slow Tuesday where he's from, so. He, um, Very slow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Mills fires right back. Uh, Ever made 100 million on a Tuesday. And this gets uh, the auctioneer's attention as he laughs. Mills says, uh, all this is in the past. I want to talk to you about the future. And this gets his attention. And he responds, I'll give you 10 minutes. So we get a big info dump this minute and next pretty much as they are walk and talk down to the um or through the museum area here anyway uh, the whole point of selling the isla dinosaurs is to finance our future operations here uh, at seed money caught an overture to something much more ambitious again we've discussed it we're going to talk about when we get to the auction itself this is making a lot of money uh mm -hmm. and with what what they want to do they want to make the indoraptor and sell that for well, they sort of need this money to create the Indoraptor, even though they already have a prototype. Uh, we never really get any idea of how much it costs to make a new animal, <laughs> or how much an Indoraptor costs. Uh, I think I, we only get that it's a valuable animal, or valuable asset, I think, from Wu later. I think it's also has been described a few times as being expensive, too. Hmm. Yeah, and obviously you want you want some money to cover offsets and that, and he's not going to be able to just funnel funds from the Lockwood uh, the Lockwood estate into this because people are going to know or see what what that money is going to or uh, or mm -hmm. question question at least anyway what's what's happening with this money but it sort of it goes all the way back to the original park and the novel side of things anyway with yeah we're making these animals but uh it's very expensive and we need to have some sort of uh money coming back in to uh to pay for what we've already done and and continue paying for what's in the future so at this point as they pass oh they at this point they smash pass a, a t-rex skull on a podium there too and uh, we can see Maisie hiding uh, listening to every word uh, as Mills continues or enters a code in the wall he continues we've activated the old facilities updated technology and imported the best geneticists from across the world uh, this operation has been many years into planning genetic power is uncharted is an uncharted frontier so <laughs> this this lab's obviously been closed for a long time I wonder if it's um, after the sauna issue or after Charlotte died from what I could tell, the basically the timeline is that Edmund and Lockwood created the first dinosaur. They basically created the entire concept of de-extinction in these labs, and they were much. They're of course probably using '90s tech, so it would have been stuff similar, if maybe a tiny bit older than what we saw in on Isla Nublar and maybe even a little bit of Isla Sorna. And then they split over the concept of human cloning. Um, Hammond wanted to give it a go and Lockwood was co completely against the idea. So they split based on that. And Charlotte Lockwood then was um, kind of, she was, now I wouldn't say a mediator, but she was kind of a neutral party. She went back and forth. Hammond allowed her access on Isla Sorna, and she still worked in the lab at Lockwood. She was an adult when that, because you can see in the background that the lab behind her is the lab from 
in the in Dominion, the lab that is behind her when she's an adult is the lab in Lockwood's basement. So she probably even developed the entire gene modification thing in that lab before shutting it down. We also there's there's a shot too of one of the video diaries of her. The sauna, the sauna lab. It, or is that just uh, her celebrating a birthday there? I can't remember. No, because she. We actually see her inject uh, Maisie with the genetic treatments. Oh, okay. At one point in, during the in, during Dominion, so mm. she was actually that was an active lab when uh, even Maisie was alive. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting here, the, the super secret lift, <laughs> the the entrance to the Batcave here. When Mill says they've, they've got sort of scientists in from all over the world, either they're living underground, don't come up at all, or there's another, like a main entrance to the lab that we don't see, and the scientists must live in the, in the mansion. Yeah. That's why I, mean, I kind of assume that's what it was, is that the scientists were actively living in the mansion and not just bunkering down in the basement. <laughs> well, again, but, he says scientists from all over the world. Um, just from what I've seen in the next couple of minutes, I think we only see two other people down there. So uh, it might be a slow Tuesday or it might be a um, he's kicked everyone out for this auction to happen so no one can see what he's doing, uh, even though... This, yeah, the scientists would surely know that they need money to keep this thing going. I'm thinking more of the latter because remember, not only are they moving the animals off the island, which is highly illegal, but they are going to then resell them, which is probably even more illegal. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I figured that they probably sent everybody home. We kind of see that as well later in the movie where after um, Char, oh not Charlotte. Um, shoot, why am I blinking on her name? I uh, Iris. Iris. After Iris leaves, there's no, there's absolutely no maid service or help or like uh, garçons or anything attending that auction. It's purely only the people who are there for the auction are at the auction. Yeah, and Whiteley's team of mercs pushing the mm-hmm. animals in and out. Working, working As for other entrances, the layout that I kind of get is that so Lockwood Manor is built into the side of the mountain, and so the garage that we see is that is an entrance further down the slope than the main the main building is on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. So get it's, kinda, it's kind of like one of those houses where the garage is under the house because the house is built on a hill. Yeah, we do get an aerial shot or an exterior shot of it later on as the uh, the trucks drive up there, I remember. As they uh, enter the lower levels, uh, Mills continues. Um, if the entire run of... Uh, it's weird, he says a Sarah in history, which in the novel it just says human history, so I don't know if that's a flub on his part, because I have no, no idea what accessory history is. But if it's let, let us one thing, it's a, an inevitable lesson that uh, man is drawn to war. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we're going to get next minute. We're, we're talking about militarized dinosaurs again. We know Spielberg wanted it in Jurassic World. It's, it's leeching its way back into Fallen Kingdom. And uh, 
that's going to be something to discuss next minute. To his credit, war is pretty much something that humanity has been very good at for a very long time. Yeah. Well, to finish that line, yeah, man, um, man's drawn to war, and uh, he'll seek, seek out any weapon uh, he can get his hands on to uh, to win that war. So, whether it's a genetically made dinosaur, <laughs> mm. yeah, we've discussed that. <laughs> well, it kind of reminds me of the Albert Einstein quote, uh, where he says, "He, I don't know what weapons World War Three will be fought with." But I know that World War Four will be fought with uh, sticks and stones. <laughs> kind of implying that our seek, uh, our search for the ever more superior weapon will be our undoing. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of the same thing that Ian Malcolm says later on at the towards the end of the movie. Is that our search for the ever better weapon is it, our creations may outlive us. Yeah. Especially where it's as easy as pushing it. Well, it's not as easy as pushing a button, but it's as easy as pushing a button <laughs> to end it all. Looking at novel briefly, uh, Maisie watches the men enter the elevator from the balcony above, and she memorises the code on the door. Uh, she's got some raptor vision here, seeing what <laughs> seeing what he's push-punching into that keypad from behind the, uh, the, the podium, but... Uh, the entire conversation. That's memory too. I couldn't remember those numbers. <laughs> no, no, not with it right on the back of your hand. Um, and the entire conversation between the two happens uh, in the elevator going down. We don't get the walk and talk through the museum itself. Uh, so unsure how that translates to Maisie running to dub on him later on when she wouldn't have heard them talking in the elevator. Although I think she just goes and tries to tell him that there's a weird man here and not that uh, he's selling animals. So. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that later. But Dave, that's minute 54. How about we get out of here for the week? Sounds good.